and welcome back to the ACSC podcast. It's Charlie, your usual, and this week, a surprise edition, Noah Dill, uh, appearing in the episode. But it's a special guest, Emily's on this week from Birmingham Fan TV. Uh, I'm just going to pause here quickly because Adil is going to have say a quick hello, uh, and we'll carry on from there. Yeah, thank you for that, Charles. Yeah, episode 15 now, so these episodes are completely flying by now. Um, unfortunately, this episode, um, which is a guest one, which I will obviously introduce as well, Charles might have done that already. Um, this is a one that I can't be here for, unfortunately, due to personal reasons. Um, hopefully, <clears throat> this is the only episode going forward as well that me or Charles will miss out on. We we maintain that we always want to do our episodes together, and that will be hopefully the way continuing from episode 16 and onwards. And like I say, I just can't make this one for personal reasons. Um, I will be listening as a listener. Like for the rest of you this this week, and I can't wait for it to come out actually as it is a guest one, um, as the Birmingham City fan TV host is actually on, as Charles might have already introduced. Um, but like I said, I'll be listening closely. Thank you. Right, and we're back now for the episode. So this week we have Emily from Birmingham Fan TV on the episode. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Okay, so hi, I'm Emily. <laughs> um, I co-founded Birmingham Fan TV with my partner James, so we are a football fan channel. Um, we do all things Birmingham City, um, although during lockdown it's been a little bit more challenging, <laughs> everything going on at the club. Um, but so we do uh, previews and reviews, um, stats, we try and do a bit of everything, podcasts as well, just to give Blues fans a platform to be able to engage with each other and get their opinions out there really. Brilliant. That's good to. It's a good channel. I've seen some of the episodes, and uh, there'll be links to everything around the screen as well before we go. So before we just go back to where it all started for yourself for this journey football. So I know you was at UCFB as well after a year there. So what really made you that decision to go into UCFB and that journey side of things? So I think it really started with a conversation with my friends at college. So I I've always liked a few different areas that made no sense. So I'm a big fan of history, big fan of makeup, big fan of sports, and none of them really correlate together. Yeah. So I was speaking to my family and my friends, and they were like, well, you love football. There's this new university that does football. If you don't know what you want to do, um, why don't you apply for that? Yeah. And I always wanted to be a presenter. I always wanted to be in front of the camera. So yeah. I thought that was a good idea. So I applied, I got in. Um, and my dad was really like the big driving force behind that. He really yeah. encouraged me and gave me the confidence to go. And so I went and it was a fantastic experience. Very different to what I imagined, yeah. but very, very good. No, as I said, I only done a year there for personally, but I can't fault the experience I had there. Like the connection building wise, I gained so much from it. Um, that sort of thing. So then obviously, Bowen and Fan TV come around in August 2018. So what really made you think of them ideas to create a channel and... How has it expanded since then? So I think because of going to UCFB, that's where I met James. So James is my actual real life partner as well as yeah. my TV partner. So we met there and we'd made a few friends with people that were doing channels already. So our friend Louis did 100% Chelsea. He knows us up to Chelsea Echo. Um, <laughs> and James was really wanting to do a channel and because he's obsessed with blues he loves it so much it's his absolute passion yeah. and he wants to do something but he's a little bit nervous about it um so i helped him behind the scenes for the yeah. first few episodes and then he had to go away for work and he said well can you do an episode and i said hmm. 
yeah, okay, that, that's fine. Um, it was quite nerve-wracking. And then I did it, and I thought, actually, I really like this. Like, I, I, didn't bit, I was a bit worried that I wasn't going to do it justice because James is very good. Um, but actually, we work really well as a duo, so that's how it all started, and we've just grown ever since. Yeah, and also, so you've got 1.5K on YouTube now, which is amazing numbers. What is it like? Do you enjoy, is it the aspect of, getting involved with the club and do you have a good relationship with the club like do you work behind the scenes with them at all or no um we've never really had too much of an impact mm. or influence from the club so we haven't really heard from them at all we know they sometimes watch our stuff yeah um, you know i think most clubs look at fan channels and what oh, they're cool. doing cool. just to get fans opinions really but no we, we've done everything pretty much on our own yeah. um, and the Boyle sports sponsorship came through Boyle sports themselves so they were okay. looking at the fan channels um, and they wanted to get a good relationship with the fans as well which i think was an excellent mm. idea um, so that's worked really well but we don't really have much involvement with the club themselves yeah. um but slowly but surely you know building bridges but yeah, yeah, we just love doing it because, you know, football's our passion. We love the club. We love, you know, we love going down go when we went down every week. Yeah. Um, so we just put everything that we loved about the media, about presenting everything together into the platform and grow it from there. No, that's good. So obviously, like you're saying, there's just so many fan channels now. I think, mm. I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan, so Arsenal Fan TV was probably one of the big ones and is now arguably probably the biggest one that's known. So do you, obviously I know they're not very respected within our fan base as such, but so do your fans have that understanding of the club and do you get on with them well? And have you had them, is there any ideas about them coming on the channel eventually or? Um, so I think we set out to try and get as many fans on the channel as possible, but because yeah. we're still only in our second season really, hmm. we're still not getting things off the ground. So because of the tumultuous, club situation it's yeah. been very difficult to almost have a structure which is what we really wanted um so we started off doing vlogs as well we we're trying to get people involved with that but now yeah. we've branched out for we have our videos but we've also got our social media platforms yeah and that's where we try and get fans to interact with us um we've actually we actually get some really lovely comments from people yeah. Um, and I think we've built up um, some really good connections. I think social media has been massive for that. And we've actually made so many lovely friends right. through the channel by meeting different fans. So that's, it's been really great. I've really enjoyed that side of it. That's, that's I think that's made things, as I was saying, like social media is such a big impact now for clubs. And I think they should start taking more notice of channels, etc., and what they can bring uh, into the club itself. So we'll talk a little bit about Birmingham City. I guess you're a Birmingham City fan as well. Um, yeah. Bit worrying times, I don't understand. So, my second team I like is Luton, uh, which has managed to kick a survival chance. And are you guys only two points off the drop now uh, with Derby County tomorrow at home? Any worries of that? Or, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing is we need a point to be safe, and yeah. we are a good team, so it's going to be tough. I think we've only had a handful of points since we started mm. post lockdown. Um, and I think we've had the most, at uh, least amount of points gained or some, something along those lines, but it's not been good at all. Like, we've been terrible. Yeah. And if anything, our performances don't fill me with any confidence at all. <laughs> so 
surprise me if we didn't get anything tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I think the only positive is it's Jude Bellingham's last game. Hopefully yeah. the players will rally around for him and like you know try and give him a good send off. Yeah. But yeah, Luton are flying. They got back. I was so surprised. It was Nathan Jones coming back in, so they're sort of my mum's team. So that's who I follow. And yeah, I was glad seeing him come back in, but I did not think they'll be going this close into the the finals to get a chance of actually staying up this season. But well, when we watched them against us, we went to the away fixture. That, um, we went to the home club, but the away fixture was incredible. I was really quite quite impressed by yeah. the way that they played. Um, we played a lot better that day, so yeah. you know that's how yeah. it came back. But actually, I was quite impressed with mm. how they set up. So I'm yeah. not surprised that they've managed to. Not. It's up, it's one of the hard ones of. If yeah. They need to stay up for the financial reasons. I, I imagine it's for you guys. It's a very similar situation. Is I think Birmingham is such a massive club as well, reputation-wise. It's team I've always known around the top levels of football. So, like you mentioned there, Jude Bellingham is a player that I wanted to touch on. Also, my co-host wanted to touch on. Is he really this special player? Because, obviously, we watch Premier League a lot. A lot of hype around him. Is he really worth the move he's got to Borussia Dortmund? I'm going to be really honest, and yes, it, yeah. it really is. I think I think you'll, you'll see it as well. There's a lot of things on social media hmm. where people go, well, he's only scored so many goals. He's yeah. only, you know, he hasn't had much of an impact. I think if that's the thing with some statistics, you look at them and if you don't actually watch him in the game, it yeah, doesn't you won't see it. So he started um, the season and he was just from the get-go incredible. Um, he controlled the game. His performances are better than pretty much everyone in our team. Yeah, he is so high in talent and ability yeah. that he could walk into any team in the championship pretty much and control their team. That's how good he is. Okay. And that's not me just saying that as a Blues fan, that's me saying as a football fan. Yeah, yeah. Some games we've been terrible, but you watch him and you watch the way that he goes about things, the eye that he's got for the game. Yeah. It's just next level. And I think that's something you don't see in stats. So unless you do watch him, that's what I'm saying. We've seen like, social media, the hype around him. Was he now going to? I think the best move for him was going to Dortmund. There's such a renowned club of getting the best out of youngsters. Uh, and I am excited to see how he does out there. Do you think he'll get straight into first team football there? or? Uh, I, th- I, think, I think so. Um, I, it's one of them, though, isn't it, that you, you really want him to, but actually yeah. you don't know until he's trained with the team and. Yeah, and settled in. And everything like that, yeah. So, but I do. He's got the ability. He's definitely got the ability. I'd like to see him walk straight in. Um, yeah. But Dortmund was always the one that I said he needed to go to if he was going to leave. Yeah, because I always think with United for a while, I believe. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Man United, they're better now, but they didn't have the best track record. No. Players well, no, it's not of growing them up. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. I think with Solskjaer, it could change, but. I always thought Dortmund was a better move for him. But no, it's interesting you say that. So I wanted to ask that question as well. And obviously, um, next season, if you do manage to stay up, what do you think is the aims for the club? Uh, stay up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be hard because I think the talk at the moment is because Pep Clotet left. Well, he, they, the club announced he was leaving um, before the lockdown game. So there's already a mindset in the club that he was leaving anyway. Yeah. 
And then um, he actually got the sack because we were so bad. He just got the push, and that was two games ago. Um, but there's talk now of Vital Karanka coming in. So I was going to say, I've got a question. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. So the board said that they wanted promotion. Um, they wanted a manager that had promotion credentials, um, could grow the team, and yeah. just do a lot better than what's previously been done. Because we've yeah. gone through so many like terrible managers. Well, not terrible, yeah. but like the performances haven't been great. And where the board wants us to be, we just yeah. haven't got, like, that. got to that point yet. And they've been trying to speak to Crank for a while, I think. So I think he's definitely their main target. Um, and hopefully, if he does sign with us uh, as a manager, hopefully we'll be pushing for playoffs, but that's only if we get a lot of players in yeah. to room. So I guess, would the 20, is it 20 million, I believe, to FIFA do? Do you think that's going to be invested into the squad? or? I would hope so. Yeah. Um, our squad is very thin. We've got probably 13 starting players. Okay, so... Oh, God, yeah, it's, it's depleted. So we had uh, a couple of key players, well, not key players, like they were in and around the team, yeah. first team players, um, not sign extended contracts for the lockdown period, so they, they went. Um, we've let go of some of players that have been quite historic in the club, so they've been there a long time. So our squad has depleted now. We've only got the youth and a couple of starting yeah. 11 players, really. Um, so they'd have to reinforce that in the club. Whether they sign Scott Hogan on the permanent as well will be a, a big talking point because I think his release caused four million. Okay. So that's that's not so bad. Um, no. Then, will if we did get Cranker in, how much money is that going to... Yeah. You know, be needed for him and then we're going to have to definitely get a couple of defenders a million wingers because we've got one <laughs> <laughs> and if he stays or not because Bella after Bellingham is probably our best player right it's yeah. such a situation it's gonna we're gonna have to build from the ground up yeah so any transfer targets you would like to see targeted or oh god <laughs> personally I like Asun Belonga yeah just because we, our biggest issue has been scoring goals. So at the start of the season, we had uh, Duke and Alvaro Jimenez, who was the top goal scorer in the second division yeah. last season. Uh, he never like hit off the mark. He scored two goals and then was shipped out in January um, on loan. Okay. Um, so then we got in Hogan. So we've never really had anyone other than Duke yeah. throughout. And then Shea Adams went last season and we never really replaced him. So... A striker that's got proven goal-scoring ability, I'd like to see come in, and I think Aston Blonga fits that. Um, but the thing is, there's so many that I think could be good for the team, but the way that we are at the moment, I w can't imagine anyone coming in mm. of decent ability unless we get a good manager. It's such a... Well, do you think it, um, Otto would do good for you guys? Or Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think um, he's quite a strong character. Mm. And I think that the way a lot of our team needs to be taken, we need to have a manager that's strong and take us forward and have a vision, which I think we haven't really had. So yeah. we had somewhat of, we want to stay up and that's it. But we've never had, this is what we need to do yeah. to get 10th place, for example. And that's our first year target. And I think yeah. he put this in place second year our target say seventh or, or sixth mm. and then 
third year if we haven't got in the playoffs we're looking to get third or second or first you know I don't think we've had that and I think he's the sort of manager that would come in and go this is the game plan this is what we're doing and if you don't like it leave yeah and I think that's what that mindset yeah I think that's a situation for us with Arteta now involved I think he's very much getting the best in that side of things it's all down to getting the key manager in there Um, absolutely so we, obviously with your channel, etc., where would you like to sort of eventually take the fan channel? Is there a lot of progression you would like to see? Oh, I'd love it to be huge. I, I'd love it to be almost a hub where Blues fans can come and like talk mm. to each other and get involved with each other, put their opinions out there. I think we'd like to get to a point where people send in their opinions and we like put them in our videos and things like yeah. that. We really want to make it a hub. Um, and James's as well. I think that's where we'd like to go. I think... Everything like in the last year has been so tumultuous for us because we left uni and everything like that yeah. and getting jobs and blah, blah, blah. So keeping the structure has been quite difficult in our personal lives. But with reflecting on lockdown, we've been like, actually, this is something that we really love doing. Yeah. We need really, really put the effort into it now because this is what we want to, 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 to achieve. Yeah. And Obviously, I think it reflects in the club when the club aren't doing so well. You feel a bit like, oh. The motivational side of things, there, yeah. Yeah, but actually, I think we reflected and gone, this is what we want to do. This is our game plan and this is how we want to achieve it. So, yeah, getting things off the ground again. And, yeah, but with my tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, obviously, with you, obviously, aspects of saying, obviously, being a woman within the football industry, it's so, I'll say, you don't really see it. Also, I think off the top of my head, you've got Karen Brady at West Ham as the main input. Is it, did you ever have that aspect of trying to strive to get into it more? And did you only get any backlash from people and judge from you being within the football side of things? Or um, I still think I'm almost struggling to get into it in some aspects. Yeah. Um, I think I spoke about this on another podcast, and I think that because I don't particularly fit the mould in the sense that I don't look like a sports presenter type woman mm-hmm. it holds me back a little bit but I I also said I wouldn't want if I had a daughter I wouldn't want her to feel pressure to look a certain way yeah, I yeah. think we're slowly moving on that I think slowly we're moving away to people that they don't have to look glamorous all the time they can just look like humans yeah, yeah. and presenters or work in a football club and I think that that needs to be normalised. Um, yeah. so that's the. I think personally, that's the only thing that's held me back mm. uh, is that I don't necessarily look the part. Uh, but I, 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 I know football. I know football quite well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have felt like sometimes, especially growing up. I think it's not so bad now. But mm. growing up, being sixteen and thinking I need to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, yeah. or I'm never going to be able to get the chance that put a lot of pressure on me mm. um but that was seven years ago so lots of things have changed since then yeah but we're still on that journey to just accepting anyone no matter what they look like or, or yeah i think so for like women in football is very changing a lot now so even i think within the women's football game itself a lot more people are understanding of it and it's getting a lot of a good following which is good to see like the world cup recently last year I think it has the highest figures program. Like, it's so good to see. And obviously, did you play football? Do you play football yourself, or? Um, I I didn't because where I come from, um, my school didn't have a girls' football team at the okay. time. 
Um, so me and my friend, we asked if we could start one, so we did. Um, so I played for a year, so I didn't play for that long. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I was terrible. Like, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I really enjoy doing it, so yeah. I'm just going to do it. And who cares? I, I did quite a few two-footed tackles, so I was, I was quite a dangerous player. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done. That's got to be done. But no, it's good. It's, so just rounding everything off, so. You, so if anyone was in your position at the time of growing up, don't know what to do, and they thought maybe about UCFB, what would you say was the best sort of learning curve you had from your time there? I think the best learning curve was the people. Hmm. And people, I think growing up, I was always a bit paranoid that people in power or in high positions were almost scary to talk to. I met so many people that were seniors in different positions that were the loveliest people ever and would give you the time of day yeah. and there's almost sometimes there can be a um stereotype that people are, are rude and quite mm. harsh actually people are lovely and the tutors were lovely and everything was great and if you had ever had a problem you could speak to them about it and it was just such a good experience to learn about life and how people act in a business environment as well as a sporting environment. So if you are looking at going to a sports uni, I definitely recommend UCFB. It's not necessarily the most academic of universities, but it's more an experiential university. That's what I said. Did you do any work experience while you were there with any companies? Or? I couldn't, unfortunately, because I had to work. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I never really managed to get any of the actual experiences because I needed to earn money. <laughs> yeah, so but my friends did and they really enjoyed it. Yeah, so, so it was a while ago. I worked for the FA for a while there and it's I couldn't fault the atmosphere, like the connections you make within it. And it's I guess now this is my way back into the football business side of things and yeah. Um so I think for this week, we'll round this episode off. It's been brilliant to have you on, Emily. Uh I'll, there'll be links below for Birmingham Fan TV if anyone wants to check out. It's a brilliant channel. Just for any football fan, I'll see if you're a Birmingham City fan. Give it a check out. And for this week, thank you very much.